When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. at the end of the day we cannot be satisfied and we're always striving to get one percent better and what i'll tell those guys is hey these are the five six things that came up in this game that didn't hurt us but once we start facing teams where that athlete is just as talented as you or he is even better than you that offensive coordinator is extremely dynamic at that point in the season as we get to a later point in the season that can show up and that will hurt us Today we take a look at how three coaches approach the evaluation and adjustments to their defense to continue on the right track or to make adjustments when necessary. We're joined by head coach of Mars High School in Pennsylvania, Eric Kasparowicz. Coach Kasparowicz won two state championships at Pine Ridgeland High School, going 85-18 and 18 in his eight seasons there, including four Whippeal championships. We're also joined by the defensive coordinator of the defending NCAA Division III national champion North Central College, Shane Durking. And finally by Ty Gower, the defensive coordinator of Princeton High School in Texas. These three coaches give insight into how they view the successes and challenges that their defenses face and how they continue to adjust and coach them throughout the season. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform 
using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. First up is Eric Kasparowicz, the head coach of Mars High School in Pennsylvania. He shares his thoughts on being able to accurately define the successes of a defense and then asking the right questions in order to make improvements. Broad picture, you know, kind of macro from the outside in, well, how many points are you letting up a game? You know, there's at the end of every game, you know, everybody talks offense, but I learned about, I don't know, eight years ago, met with Don Brown when he was at Michigan and other, you know, coaches I really look up to when you're just making the clinic circuit and going around talking to people. What are they tracking? So I made a spreadsheet up that tracks about, I think, 22 to 25 different defensive statistics, obviously points, you know, points let up, points let up, you know, not just points let up, but points let up just from your varsity group. You know, if you're a team that might, you know, blow, blow some teams out. How many points per possession? That's a big one that I've been tracking lately. If you're a no-huddle team in your offense, if you're a defense in a no-huddle system, you might see 12 to 13 possessions a game, whereas if you're a defense in a, you know, a team that – an offensive team that likes to run the ball and milk the clock, you might only see six or seven, eight possessions a game. So, you know, some of that d- data might be skewed. You might be letting up, you know, less points per game where you're only seeing six series versus a team that's a no-huddle defense, and they're seeing 12 series a game. So we really track points per series as one of our main indicators. Um, a lot of other things, you know, runs again, you know, rushing yards, passing yards, all your basic defensive statistics. We're tracking that week to week to week to week to see how we're doing. So that's just kind of a general macro thing, nothing special there. And, and then also kind of as you're going, what type of offenses have you played? What type of teams have you played? Or, or what's their record? I mean, if, if you're letting up – zero points a game but the three teams you beat are oh and five well you need to step back and understand that you know that might not be very accurate again so really just kind of looking at the numbers at that point you know understanding again again on the opposite side of that maybe you played three teams that are 10 and 0 and you're getting your butt kicked maybe you don't full sale change everything you've done for the past six months and really just kind of taking a taken back and looking at a you know just from a broad spectrum you know with with an open mindset of who you played how they've been and how you're doing you know, accordingly. When you see some of those areas of, of weakness, whatever it might be, what kinds of things are, are you working then to fix that? I mean, is it a, a micro approach? Is it a macro approach? What's the best recommendation for getting things fixed as you get into, you know, the, the middle of the late half of the season? It's more of it at that point, you know, just say, say you're letting up a crap load of rushing yards. Maybe you're good versus the pass, but you can't stop the run. Well, that, that's where it becomes micro and breaking it down well why aren't we stopping the run are we not fitting the run correctly are we fitting it right and and getting out athleted are we fitting the run and missing tackles and really just tracking all that data and why are we giving up big yards is it it a big play maybe we're stopping it stopping them stopping and all of a sudden you know they pop a big play on us so really just trying to figure out and get to the root of what the problem is and then at that point mid-season there's still time you gotta address that immediately and and you know, for lack of a better term, kind of put a plug in that dam so that you, you kind of at least stop the bleeding a little bit and, and you get back on track. And, and again, it, it, for me, it's a week-to-week thing, but by mid-year, you know, whether you're 3-0 and or 0-3, there's still time. So you taking a step back and 
you know, really looking at the data. And, I, and one other thing, Keith, I think that really helps, other than you as the coordinator or the play caller on defense or whatever the, your role is, it is good to have, you know, an outsider's view, whether that's maybe the offensive coordinator, somebody on the offensive side of the ball, and maybe taking a look at it and get it from a different eye. You know, you're so focused in on what you're doing, what you expect you could be doing, but if it ain't working, or for the, for the other side of that, if it is working, well, why is that? And just getting somebody else's opinion, I think, could be very helpful there as well. Next, the defending national champion, North Central College defensive coordinator Shane Durking, shares how he approaches keeping his defense motivated and focused on the big picture so that the current success does not overshadow areas needed for improvement. I think once you get to the midseason, you're starting to find your identity as a defense. Right By that point, uh, you should feel pretty comfortable right about your personnel, right? Who's your best 11? And then your next few right within your sub packages. But really to keep our guys motivated, uh, you know, you have those defensive weekly goals. And for us, right, total yards, rush yards, per pass attempt, completion percentage, two or less touchdowns, zero points after sudden change, defensive score, yes or no, two or less explosives, right, which is just 20 yards, run or pass, three or more takeaways, three or more sacks, and then we always want to be under 30% with third down, fourth down, combined conversion percentage. And then our tackling efficiency, we always want to be 85% and above. So that's something when the kids come in on Sunday when we review the Saturday game, there was a few games when we got shutouts last year that with those 12 goals, right, we were still at seven or eight. And when they see that red that we didn't hit a goal, that's a motivating factor. And I think we've got to be extremely critical with how we grade, especially, you know, if it's a team where, hey, we should go out and we should dominate this football game. But the things, the little things that didn't hurt us in that game could hurt us down the road. And those need to be addressed, even if the scoreboard is favorable to us. You know, at the end of the day, we cannot be satisfied and we're always striving to get 1% better. And what I'll tell those guys is, hey, these are the five, six things that came up in this game that didn't hurt us. But once we start facing teams where that athlete is just as talented as you or he is even better than you, that offensive coordinator is extremely dynamic. At that point in the season, as we get to a later point in the season, that can show up and that will hurt us. And that will impede us to what we want to accomplish down the road. So always focusing on the now, but having the kids see the bigger picture when those mistakes don't hurt us, at some point they will. And then focusing on those throughout the week to make sure we get those corrected through practice. In terms of the presentation of those to the players, is it a board in your locker room? Is it part of the meeting? You know, how are you guys presenting that to players so everybody hears it and knows what the plan is yeah that's the first thing we do when we meet as a whole defense on sunday right so we put up the powerpoint uh with all of those goals right whether it was green meaning we accomplished it or red which is we didn't accomplish it and then from there right underneath we have all the big hitters the things that we needed to improve upon from that week the issues that came up right mistakes that were made things that need to be corrected, and then we hand that out to each of the players. So then when they have their day off on Monday, right, they go back with their graded sheets and they go back, review it, but then also look back at the big universal defensive, you know, philosophy or techniques 
or I just plan things that we need to get corrected uh, moving forward that week. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. We finished with Ty Gower, defensive coordinator of Princeton High School in Texas. He talks about looking at the health status of his team, what the self-scout shows, and an approach to making improvements without removing things that they may need as answers down the line. Great question. So so one of the things I look at, obviously, you know, with with the attrition rate, you know, what's your injury situation look like? You know, you got through week five, week six. Are you healthy? Hopefully, hopefully you are, but that's when you gotta go back to August, you know, to your to your to well, even before that, to your spring, summer, August install, and you don't have that panic of, oh no, one of our backers is out, what do we do now? So I always look at midseason and what's our health status look like. Two, after every ball game, I always put in our self scout, right? And I'm gonna put in obviously our down distance yard line gain hash, you know, was it efficient, was it not? What personnel package are we in? What's the what's the um, defensive front, what's the blitz, what's the stunt, what's the coverage, what's the check? What is their their offensive formation, their offensive play, their offensive blocking scheme, their offensive pass pro? Um, did they take a shot with the really good you know Division one receiver? So I think self scout is is extremely important and vital after your Friday night ball game um, that you that you put it in and you put in so many columns and I don't even know how many columns that that I we uh, us put in on a, after a Friday night. But some may say it's overkill and and I I would probably agree with you. But I also think you get that week five and week six, whether you, what, you know, let's say you're, you know, whether you're five and one, four and two, three and three, you know, what's hurting you? You know, why are people getting, is it the explosives that are getting in? Is it the same explosive? Is it they're throwing the shot on, on your corner, you're not giving any, him any help? Or is it a certain run scheme to a three-man surface that, that you're getting crushed on? Is it they've it's a quarterback and, and running back and you're getting some type of zone read, zero offense type stuff? So um, when it comes to middle, you know, week five, week six, middle of, of the year, uh, emphasis and, and organization, one, again, what's your health status? Two, what are people doing that 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 is is hurting you? Because we've been there, offense, defense, special teams doesn't matter. You're going to get hurt, you know, from a schematic issue. In some ways, that's why they game plans, why they they work on the weekends, right? Somebody's going to get you. Um, now, obviously, you got to have a plan. I go back to the August install and have it enough bullets to fire. I always want to have enough bullets to fire, always. But I know I'm going to look at myself, scout week five, week six, and go, man, that really hurts here. Okay, now why and how do we fix it? So. Because, again, I've got a lot of install. And game plans are, are different, but I hope it's up and it's like, hey, man, we did this on August 9th, and now it's October 9th. We've run this in practice. And, and the kid, the 16th, 17th kid knows how to do it already. So it's not a schematic deal. It's a 
what's hurting us, what's getting us. Because you know how your week three opponent did it, your week four opponent did it, your week five opponent did it. That that hurts you, hurts you, hurts you. Hadn't made the adjustment yet. So I think that's why self scout is so critical and crucial to your overall success during the middle of the season. Now, when you do find some of those things, is for you? Do you like to? You know, you do a lot of same as teaching. So for you, is it looking at maybe doing something a little bit different to to maybe solve that problem, or is it scaling back on things, maybe simplifying things and focusing more on technique, or is it a combination of the two? So, you know, we've always had those years where it's like, man, do we need to, you know, we go from the from the cheesecake factory menu to the in-and-out menu, right? But, again, to me, I always want to have enough bullets to fire because it's that one night that I say, man, I wish I had that that bullet, wish I had that one more in the chamber that I could fire at them. And you say, well, we haven't worked in four weeks. So that's one thing that I think about, too, obviously, from a personnel standpoint, right? You know? Um, we always look at it and yeah, as a coach, you know, I would call, I made calls that I go, man, that was a dumb call. That was a bad call, you know, for that situation and that, that play, that hash, whatever it is. But I think we got to look at our personnel too. Are we doing the best job we can in our indie periods, our pod periods and our group periods? And we've never had a perfect game. Nobody in the NFL has, you know, coached it or played it. I mean, obviously, but, um, I think it's where you go back to the drawing board and say, is there a better way to coach this, to teach this, to get this kid to do um, what we're asking him to do? And that's what that's what it is. I mean, it's a classroom, right? The, the football field is something about a classroom, teacher, coaches, and coaches, teachers. So, but I, I never want to get to the whole, man, let's scale it back. No, let's keep pushing forward and let's just find a different, better way to coach this this kid. And or there comes that, hey, maybe we might need to make the personnel adjustment, right? And when I say going from a three down to a four down, which is always a possibility. The art of coaching is making adjustments. That's where good coaches separate themselves. In order to do that, you have to be in tune with the analytics that matter, the state of your team, future needs, and a plan to continue to motivate and teach your team to reach their full potential. Keep tuning in to Coaching Coordinator for insight from coaches presented in a manner that addresses the part of the season that is right in front of you. Check the description for related resources from today's guests and find the entire catalog of season episodes on coachingcoordinator.com or in your favorite podcast app.